0: I'm Alan Hall, president of WeatherGuard Lightning Tech, and I'm here with the founder and CEO of IntelStore, Phil Totaro, and the chief commercial officer of WeatherGuard, Joel Saxham. And this is your Newsflash. Newsflash is brought to you by our friends at IntelStore. If you need actionable information about renewable projects or technologies, check out IntelStore at IntelStore.com. Eversource Energy is continuing efforts to exit investments in emerging U.S. offshore wind projects, negotiating the sale of interest in three wind farms, South Fork Wind, Revolution Wind, and Sunrise Wind. Eversource sold some assets last year to partner Orsted. Uh, The sale requires regulatory approval and agreements with Orsted. Scope depends on Sunrise Wind rebid outcome. So, Eversource is going to take an impairment charge of roughly $1.4 to $1.6 billion due to the changing market value of those assets and the construction costs. Phil, this is a problem, right? If offshore wind isn't at least profitable, marginally profitable, you're going to see a continual outflux of companies leaving offshore wind in the U.S. And Eversource, again, is another
1: one this doing it. And that's a big problem for New York in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah. And I mean, obviously we all know that PSEG left the the projects in New Jersey before the plug ultimately got pulled. Um, but you know, we've talked, uh, I don't know how many times on the show about the fact that U S companies don't seem to yet really be bought into the idea of offshore wind in the United States. Um, you know, pretty much all the projects even being built are being built by foreign-owned entities at this point. Um, so it's obviously, you know, Eversource doesn't want to stay locked into unprofitable projects and, and agreements. So the divestiture makes sense for them. The question is, how does anybody follow this up? I mean, the the interest rates look like they're going to come down. In 2024, there's already predictions that there's going to be up to five rate cuts this year uh, to to you know readjust the uh, the Fed uh, interest rate. So um, at the end of the day, I think that's going to help tremendously getting projects back on track and may end up encouraging new investors uh, to to plow some money into it, uh, including some of these big infrastructure funds that are you know, they've got plenty of assets under management now and plenty of cash at their disposal.
2: And they're, they're looking around. And to note here too, guys, this isn't an odd concept of 50% ownership, 50% ownership. We're selling our ownership over here. We're selling our ownership over here. Cause this happens in offshore wind in the European market all the time. You hear, ah, go to wind here was bought by this. And this guy's divested here. These are, all th- those are financial plays. So at some point in time, I would be willing to almost bet that the Eversource game plan wasn't to buy a wind farm, operate it, and decommission it. It was going to be to get in, get it built, get it running, and enhance the value of it, and dump it for a profit. Um, it just is that the stage where, hey, that profit just doesn't look like it may come to be right now, or it's too far off for our investing risk appetite, where we're going to take the write down and move on.
0: BlackRock is going to acquire infrastructure investment firm Global Infrastructure Partners, GIP, for $12.5 billion. The deal includes $3 billion in cash and 12 million shares of BlackRock. It will give uh, BlackRock $150 billion in infrastructure assets, including ports, power, and digital infrastructure globally. BlackRock manages about $10 trillion in uh, Across markets, but the growth at BlackRock has stagnated. This is why I think they're looking for GIP to be incorporated inside of them.
1: Phil, this is a huge deal in the renewable marketplace because
0: GIP is a big player in that.
1: They are. And again, what's interesting is even though BlackRock's been an investor um, kind of unilaterally or in partnerships on renewable projects already, the fact that they wanted to go in uh, on a, you know, again, 12, 12- Plus billion dollar investment on, on a rather sizable um, asset owner um, globally is is telling. Um, you know they they obviously see something, uh, and again this could go back to um, the growth of the industry and the combination of you know the potential for reduction in interest rates um, on top of the fact that in the U.S. we've got an IRA bill um that's going to kind of drive capacity additions forward so clearly blackrock's you know looking at things and saying to themselves you know what this is a time where you know we've seen some troubles with profitability but asset owners traditionally especially financially focused asset owners are usually the best at being able to identify the right things to invest in and maximize their returns on on those projects
2: yeah, you see them taking it in house, right? Because instead of being an arm's length investor, we'll throw you some cash. Now that they've got, now they'll have some decision making power. It's kind of like when you look at Brookfield. Brookfield used to be just an investment company, Brookfield is now an operator, right? CIP, Copenhagen Infrastructure, started, they started as a little at the beginning, right? They, some of the people came out of Orsted, they said, we got some cash, we'll put it forth. But now they're an active investor. We're starting to see this with some of the financiers that we're talking about as well just partnerships out like over in the UK and stuff they own a couple assets but they're hiring engineers on now they're actually making live decisions and being active in their investments and that's what this means for BlackRock it
1: was also announced uh while this deal kind of was recently announced the the BlackRock GIP deal uh General Atlantic just today uh, as we're recording this uh just announced that they're going to buy actus um which is another kind of similar play smaller scale but similar play um, which gives this combined entity about $96 uh, billion, dollars, as, if I recall, in assets under management. So, you know, there there are definitely plays that are being looked at in the infrastructure space that are starting to attract the more conventional financial investor and institutional investor to uh, a company like Actis or like um, GIP that's heavily invested in renewables. GE Vernova will build six 650- hundred 74, 3.6 megawatts, 154
0: turbines for Sunzia, the Western Hemisphere's largest wind project. That equipment order comes from Pattern Energy. It is the largest onshore wind turbine order for GE Vernova, both in quantity and electricity generation. As we know, Sunzia is a massive project that's going to take place in the southwest of the United States. GE took roughly two-thirds of the wind turbine orders, with Vesus taking the other third. This is a big deal for GE Vernova, Phil.
1: Wow. Well, for a couple of reasons, Alan. So if you remember back about a year or so ago, we did a special episode where we talked about Vicabate coming back into the company and uh, wanting to get back to what saw GE achieve the success they did about 10 to 15 years ago with the, the workhorse, quote unquote, you uh, know, 1.5 megawatt platform. What's interesting about this is when the project was originally designed, they were intending to theoretically use the two point six one sixteen and the two point eight one twenty seven. So this three point six one fifty four wasn't necessarily on the roadmap. And remember that GE also just recently launched this three megawatt one forty as well, which was intended to kind of be the you know low wind speed turbine for the the three megawatt plus market. Uh, keep in mind that that the United States is still largely a, a you know dominated by a sub three megawatt uh, sub three megawatt turbines. So it's it's interesting. It obviously immediately gives GE some scale with a brand new platform, um, but it's also a brand new turbine. And this will be interesting to see how this plays out. I'm I'm optimistic, and obviously if GE thinks that this is going to be kind of an extension of the technology they've already built and, and just an upscaling of their kind of workhorse, um, you know, turbine technology and their their uh, approach, then this, this could work out very
2: well. Yeah. One thing to, to consider here to think about is the size of this thing, right? This is a, there, there's 674 on the GE side. Isn't even all of the whole wind farm. The whole wind farm is supposed to be four or 3.5 gigawatts. Uh, so and it ha- and this comes with this m- multi-hundred-mile uh, transmission line in it. You had members of the DOE and all kinds of people down there groundbreaking. This is by far the biggest, you know, energy infrastructure project that's gone on in the Western Hemisphere, or I mean, really in the in the wind industry news in the last few years. And it's been in the works for a long time. So kudos to everybody getting getting in there and the GE uh, uh, teams that have been you know, awarded contracts and everybody else that's working on the transmission line. Uh, there'll be a lot of eyes on this project and excited to see it move forward. And GE actually just
1: signed an extension with um, TPI to have blades made in Mexico. And I believe that this will cover, that new deal will cover um, the 154 rotors for these new 3.6 megawatt turbines. In addition... Arcosa is building a new tower factory in New Mexico, which will presumably be supplying towers for the GE side of the deal. Uh, C.S. Wind in Colorado is going to to supply um, the towers for the Vestas uh, portion of the Sun Zia project. Um, And the nacelles are also going to be built uh, domestically in in the United States um, for, for this project, which again means adding a line um for the production, and there's a few companies in um uh you know throughout F- Florida that are gonna be supporting g e in in that endeavor um so this is uh this is all good news and it's actually uh, again aside from the fact that the blades are being made in mexico it's it's actually a lot of um you know domestication of of some of the the content that's going into the uh uh, you know these these projects and this new turbine.